Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another episode of The End with Adam. I'm your host, Adam, and you're here, guess what, at The End with me. I've got a good host here. You just listened to him last time, John Norman. He's back again because I felt like even though we did do a two-part episode and John agrees with me, there's just so much, so much to cover in John's life, my life, and just our experiences that we should just continue to roll as a series and see what we get as we continue to move. So that's what I brought John back on for. And we're going to keep doing episodes like this until we really, you know, feel like we've nailed everything we want to nail. So John, um, thanks again for coming on. I know it's annoying to talk to me back to back, but here we are again. You're welcome. It's fine. Let's uh, let's break it down like a fraction for him. Um, You were telling me, you know, and you've said this to me over the years, man, and I really I don't get it because I don't live in Africa. But you said Mm -hmm. the the, the struggles, the everyday social struggles of living in Africa, forget the, you know, the economic issues, but just the, the society itself. And I, I kind of psychological went, struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to kind of give you the floor again and kind of mm-hmm. paint that picture. What, what exactly you mean by that? You know, what I mean by that is, you know, Adam, like this, I started, I started having to think about it. Like, you know, I've lived here, like, like when I was a child, I came back and I lived for a few years. And then I've always wanted to live in Africa because I was born and raised in Europe. And when I came back, I lived for a bit. The first time I came here, I was I was different, and they just make sure to let you know that you're different as a child, and it has a big impact on you psychologically. And then you get out of here, and you don't know why you're carrying all these demons, and you get to a place where it's easier for you now because mental health is a priority in Europe and etc. You know, unfortunately, and I feel so bad saying that, but I think in Africa, mental health is not a priority. Like, you just go on about things, and I used to admire that. Every time I'll come back here, and I'd be like, well, people are happy. I remember at school, growing up, like, you get bullied because you're fat, you get bullied because you're too skinny. In Africa, there was no such. So that makes you believe that, okay, it's paradise here. Everybody loves each other. But at the end of the day, every Friday, every Saturday, every Sunday, just like all over the world also, I want to be very sure, I want to be sure that people don't think that I'm, bashing my continent but i'm just talking about things that i feel like we should talk about way more and then and i don't know where it comes from and we get to that but what i'm saying every friday saturday sunday people are drinking there's a thing happening here hypocrisy you know that's just it rains in here and you you're not supposed to talk about your problems family keep secrets that you're not supposed to talk and then when they, they tell you you can you cannot doubt your parents you cannot tell your parents they were wrong and i don't agree with that so what I'm saying is also in the minute you're a little different here, they just make sure they tell you you're different, which to me was a very big surprise, you know. And this is my perspective from coming back, you know. And just last week I was in Cape Town in the cab and I was talking to a friend of mine who's from there and the driver was from West Africa. And I remember we were and, and she was asking me, she was like she was telling me, like, hey, I'm dating someone who tells me that uh, he hates back home and i was like well i don't think anyone should hate where they come from it took me a while to accept the people that are my people because i went there and i realized okay i understand why you know like people there's a lot of rejection there's a lot of emotional trauma there's that's being passed from generation to generation you know and and i remember we spoke about the little things it told me that hey the person tells me that they're, they're so stupid that they kill a black cat because they believe that comes from witchcraft and all that stuff mm. and i remember i was like yeah that's crazy to that because that's crazy to me because i love cats and the driver tells me like but yeah you also cannot go back home it was also, he told me you cannot get there and try to change people if you came from somewhere else 
And to me, I was like, mm, you see, I, 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 I was trying to tell you, you see what I mean? You come from somewhere else. I literally come from here, technically, biologically. I just literally got, went back because, you know, right. I was born and raised in Europe. So he was already excluding me. And then he was telling me, like, he told me something that I'd usually agree with, but I refused to know after being here for seven years. He was like, you can't get to a place and change people. I was like, well, I don't agree with that because we are traditional when it's convenient. And then when it's not convenient, we become... We want to follow the West culture. Pick a side. You can do both. But we want to take the best of the worst of both, I like to say, which we believe is the best, you know, which doesn't make sense. And by that, I meant to say, like, okay, it's okay. It is a beautiful proverb, whatever you say it properly, that when you get to a certain place, you need to respect the culture. But when mm -hmm. the culture is weird, you also should, should, allow, should be able to say something. Right. I mean, why are we killing all these bad cats? Okay, you've been doing that for years, but clearly now you should be smart enough to believe that these cats didn't do anything wrong to you. Right. Sometimes I just would like to believe that you guys are just mean people, like they're just being mean. Yeah. And also the way we talk to each other. And like I told you earlier, I have a, bro a brother and I went to a different place and it was like, why is everybody so nice here? I was like, maybe they're just normal. Right. And there's a lack of empathy. There's also a lack of empathy. And I don't know where it comes from. There's a lot of stories here where people get promoted at the, the place of work and they get poisoned you know i used to never believe in that people tell me you need to be very careful and i went through that personally you know when i went to my job i did the interview and i got the job mind you my boss was from somewhere else you know and and my job i went through a lot of bullying but guess what it was in the hands of my own fellow brothers wow. you know it was in the, the hand of my fellow brothers and, and, that, I never and you know what that. that's something that when i first met you i so i'm so sorry to to, to cut you off man but one thing that you said to me know. that blew my fucking mind when we had first met was you were explaining to me your work environment. And you were saying, yeah. I was thinking like you work for the EU. I'm sure they're probably like, you know, low key racist to like the local. You better people. cut that. What? Oh shit. Sorry. You work, you work. You don't, he doesn't work for the EU. He doesn't work for the EU. Um, he works for uh, the Atlantis union, um, the underground union for Atlantis. But anyways, um, Anyways, you were telling me that the people who were giving you the hardest time were like the other black people that were supposed to be like helping you and training you. Yeah. It wasn't like the Europeans that had hired you. And I was At like, all. What the fuck? I was like, that, that, man, you told me that in like 2017 and that literally made my head spin. Uh -huh. I was like, how and the fuck the did reality. that make and that's the yeah. reality here. And I remember, I had, you know, when I moved here, I had a lot of rage. This place made me grow and it made me realize that it was issues with me that I needed to treat. It made, and it also made me love the same people. It's a love-hate relationship, but I try to put the hate with, you know, I'd like the hate to have a lesser person percentage <laughs> that the love, you know, it's all love at yeah. the end of the day. But I feel mm. like we need to be honest. And the big problem that I had is, I used, to, uh, I used to not like anything that was glamorizing Africa, anything that was saying this is the place, this is the beginning of the world, this is where everybody's united. Because I was like, no, you guys are lying. You guys are selling a, a fake postcard to people because I come here and, you know, literally I had some, and I feel like we don't talk about the other side of things. We just talk about the other side of racism. And, and I'm sorry to do that, but hey, this is a conversation that I, that I feel needs to be we need but to have this if, conversation. We need, we need to, if we're truly, if we're truly going to be taken seriously as intellectual exactly. people, this is, this is, this is, and I may lose some followers for this, but 
Uh, we just hit 500 subscribers today, by the way. Thank you, everybody who's been listening to this. This is wonderful. Thank you for the 500 subscri subscriptions. I'm very, very happy to see that. Anyways, I may lose some of you for this. But um, in order for us to be taken seriously as an intellectual people, we have to be able to turn the, the mirror around. And if we don't turn the mirror around, every other major intellectual culture has done some version of that. They've been imperfect, of course, but they've been able to turn the mirror around and self-analyze. The Germans called psychoanalyze. If you can't psychoanalyze yourself in some way as a civilization, as a people, you'll always sort of be at the mercy of you know whatever your impulses are that you haven't yet tamed um, or you haven't yet understood. And I think uh, not all African cultures, because it's such a vast continent, but I think maybe what mm. you were talking about, and what I see also in a lot of African-American uh, self uh, uh, sort of uh, writings on the self and, and critical analysis is the, of course, the, um, the uh, uh, you know, sort of the experience of racism and how that shaped things and how that record must be kept. But very rarely do I see the, the, mirror again be turned around and what are we doing also because something horrible has happened to us as a people and is continuing to happen to us but what are we doing internally you know to each other and that is i think the only way our our intellectual spirit will truly be taken seriously in the future um until we start doing that that's my belief. exactly and, you know, I, I came back here because I thought it would be easier. Like, honestly, and I don't want to sound dramatic. This is the hardest place I've ever lived in. This is the hardest experience I've ever went through my whole life. Like, this being here is the hardest experience because it becomes mental. You know, when you grow, when you grow up in certain places, everything might be, you know, mental and emotional might be the same. But what I'm saying is it's very... It, it's psychological here. Like, you just need to control yourself every day. Like, it's just people use their powers against... There's just a lot of hate in the air and nobody talks about it. You know, nobody shares this because it's it's embarrassing and, and it, it is truly embarrassing. But there's a lot of hate amongst each other. There's a lot of envy and there's a lot of jealousy. Wow. Now, it might come from something, you know, and there's one thing that I already say to myself. Every second, Adam, that I go through something here, I just say, okay, it's okay. There was a wall here and these are the consequences of the wall. But sometimes I also want to think, okay, maybe there was a wall because we're too greedy, mm -hmm. you know. And that's something, and, uh, well, uh, just to stop you for our listeners, a lot of people mm -hmm. don't know that Angola went through a major civil war not that long ago. Uh, yeah, it ended in 2001, if I'm wow, like, yeah, wow. 2001. And it was like a continuation of a cold war. It was, it was, def, def, it was defined as this. It was, you know, like usually, you know, like a government helping our government and another government helping the the opposition, you know. And when I tell you it's a continuation of the Cold War, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. I really don't like to get into politics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a process. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, and and every and for a while it took me a while to express myself regarding that. You know, I'm I work took work had a at a at a huge like I I went through a ten thousand mental breakdowns from work, you know, and it took yeah. us a while to get to our Till this day, I feel like things are easier because I don't pay attention anymore to things that, you know, yeah. I, I, I literally have a colleague who recently told my European, you know, the, the, the boss, yeah. I should say, that I'm racist, you know, and I don't know why. But when you get to a place and you see that the people are against you and then you have yeah. someone else, a kid that comes from Belgium, 
mm-hmm. an intern and you guys befriend each other nobody was happy about that you know it's just why you having lunch with him you never had lunch with us i mean i would literally get to work and i would hear you talk shit about me Wait, uh, but didn't you thing. they know that you grew up in belgium right they know that i grew up in belgium they know that i grew up in belgium uh they know that i grew up in belgium but yeah, but they still just... so it's just ta- it's ta- it's taken they're they're purposefully taking it poor badly so that they can be mad at you like it's not like you're doing yeah. anything yeah so that just comes down to like yeah they're hating on you but i mean what it's but it took me a while to believe in sorry to cut mm-hmm. you adam but it took me a while to believe that somebody could hate on me you know i'll never forget mm-hmm. i have a lot of episodes in my life that helps me go forward but when i was a child during physical education class this girl told this other girl nobody should have a problem with john like i was a very shy kid at school you know i was mm-hmm. not the popular kid i was just a shy kid I was also the only black child, so I wouldn't be the most popular kid. Not that I ever wanted to be, but what I'm saying at school, I was the guy that you don't have a problem with. And I remember this girl saying that, and I carried that my entire life. And when I got here, things changed. I always felt like I was doing something wrong. And I remember talking to my mother about it, and she would tell me, we have a long way to go with you, eh? Because you really don't know how the real world works, because Africa is the real world. And let me tell you, they're just hating on you. It's just jealousy. You don't believe in that when you're a grown man. That works when you're a child. Even when you're a child, I don't think you believe your mom when she says that. If you like, yeah, you yeah, probably think yeah. she's telling you that to get you feel better. And I, and me as an adult, I, I was thinking, okay, you're saying that so that I can feel better. But she always told me, don't give up. It's going to make you stronger. And at one point, I felt like I was becoming like them. I'm not perfect, you know, and I'm very revengeful. But my whole life, I knew that you don't act up on these feelings because it's a bad thing to be. Right, but I had to. I had to at one point because when every day you have a, this was for little. This Adam was was little basic things. I feel so embarrassed talking about this, but it was basic things such as the way you dress, why you wear all black, why you wear dark blue all the time, why you wear boots. Imagine the 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 emotional like impact that I has on you when you're a grown man. And I was bullied as a child, you know. So for me yeah. to now be in this culture that is supposedly mine and they they rejected me it was very hard, you know. And I remember this guy saying, like, why you always wear boots? Why you always boots? And I started responding, as, and as dumb as it sounds, I'll be like, why are you wearing fancy shoes in this stupid-ass ground <laughs> that's going to break your shoes, actually? Because yeah. technically, that's what it is. Because the guy once told me, you really think you're an expat for you to wear shoes? And I was like, well, maybe expats are protecting... Maybe expat is choosing the more appropriate shoes. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they're, they're like that. You know, you're not trying to be flashy because you know you're on bad terrain. It makes no sense to wear nice shoes when the streets. Because they're are. gonna. Yeah, like, exactly. What there you that? go. You don't need to flash out like that, and that probably gives <laughs> make them very jealous of you. That like, oh, what does he got that he he doesn't have to show us or he doesn't yeah. need to. But you need to hear. hear. Like I remember this guy. Like the, my position was uh, is that when the bus is gone, I I get her position as assistant. I remember him saying like, yeah, if you see John in the streets, he looks broke. Like he looks to him, right? Uh-huh. And. I ended up believing my mother when two months ago the person came back and brought some boots, you know, and I was just like, damn, maybe for six years you were really just envious because now you came back and you dress in a lot of blacks and you're wearing boots. But I, I mean, see it's always that. But it's always that, John. It's always envy. Like I, I can't. It took me forever to learn, but I think it's envy that they don't know is envy either. No, the way I don't know it is, I feel like. Do you think yeah. they know? No, no, no. It's unconscious. Sometimes with real, with real fucking psychos, it's. I mean, but that's rare. 
most of the time it's an unconscious envy that they're acting on and using other excuses to justify their feelings. It's not necessarily anything that, that has anything to do with you or how you're even acting towards yeah. them. Because I'd be like, because I'd be like, you clearly don't want to be mean because I don't wear brands. So mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because I would tell my mother, why would it be jealous? I don't wear brands, you know. You know, when you get here, they tell you you need to get a car and just because. And I remember once I was waiting in online to pay my electricity. And my friend was like, you need to set somebody do that for you. You can't you can't start doing these things, you know. Yeah. And it's just the way things are here. You need to look a certain way. You need to be flashy. And when you're not, you get bullied. And I feel like people don't talk about that other side of living in Africa. A lot of people go through it, especially if you were living in Europe and you come here. Like, I have a cousin who's moving here next month. Mm. And I started telling him that. And then mm. I reminded myself why I never spoke about it. Because he was like, oh, you're being negative. This yeah, is where we're yeah, from and yeah, all that. Yeah. And I was like... No, I'm just being real because before coming, people told me this place was evolving economically and that would be good for me. Yeah. It yeah. literally killed me, like psychologically. I started taking more breaks because I realized that, okay, you go, you, you die here. They kill you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And if you think about it, the people that were glamorizing Africa and all that mm. were mostly non-Africans. And if they were, they're living abroad. Yeah, I don't know if you yeah, ever noticed. Or that. they're or they're <laughs> or they're or they're very very rich Nigerians, or they're very very rich. Like they're they're like the rich kids of America showing off like Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Like it's all go on vacation and all that. And yeah, like that's not the that's not the day to day of Africa at all. And that's not like the culture unless unless you are a, a tourist that's paying the money. Then of course everybody's gonna be nice to you. Exactly, you're yeah. gonna have a great little time. But like if you have to live shoulder to shoulder with them, they're gonna. They're going to treat you like a shoulder-to-shoulder person. But, you know, people go through stuff. But what I realize is a lot of, like, let's say an expat has a maid that that does shops for him. You know, nothing is easy here. And I saw that with my colleagues. At the beginning, I used to go with the whole thing where, oh, no, it's you. Psychologically, it's you. If you don't like a place, that doesn't mean another place in the world might be better for you. But I don't fully agree with that because... It takes you to be very stable for you to be able to handle this. And right now, my place of work, for example, I see the atmosphere and it's from being here. You know, like a lot of people, they don't like being here and they take a lot of breaks. They take they take mental health breaks. It's not easy. You know, just like it's, it's basic things such as the cop pulling you up and you having all your papers in him finding something wrong, you know, telling you that you smoked uh, tainted window. It's, it's illegal for you to drive a vehicle yeah. with that. And he's not telling you the law that says that. And when you ask him, can you tell me which article says that, he tells you, I can't stand you that lived abroad. And are you saying you're smarter than me? And if you joke and say, well, maybe I am. Okay, you're insulting me. Let me take you to jail. Yeah. And you go to jail. Right. And that happened to me. And I got taken to jail. Wow. And then my brother had to come and he had to pay. And I got out. Wow. So I was in jail from like six, six, 6 p.m., 5 p.m., maybe 4 p.m. up yeah. until 8 p.m., you know? Wow. And it's just cool. because. Whoa. Just because he wanted yeah, to. But that's what, that wasn't even that story. That was yeah. just me. The cop stopped me mm-hmm. and he said, if you, oh, I told you we're not going to, to stop. I'm going to slap you. And I was like, you're not slapping me. You cannot slap me. I won't let you slap me. And he said I disrespected him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then he called his other colleagues and the colleagues said, yeah, he did disrespect him. And the colleague wasn't there. And that's when I realized that this place was, sorry to say, but fucked up. Mm-hmm. And they don't tell you about that part. And for a while, I thought there was maybe no future. And I don't even mean it like that. There's always a future for 
everything and every place and everybody. But I'm saying like it's going to take a while. And I remember they took me to jail for for whatever, and I had to pay. I paid. I paid to get out. You know, I paid to get out. And every time a cop stopped me, I'm always asking them like, "Hey." Um, and for a while, I didn't want to talk about it. But then I realized that the, the, the people that 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 that, are, that I admire from here, I've always wanted to have a hero for where I'm from. You know, and the people that I admire, which is the journalist Rafael Marquez, the people that I admire. Are from are people that talk and say what's really going on and they tell the truth. My dad always told me to be very careful. My dad is very pacific, you know. My dad borderline doesn't believe in happiness. My dad was raised here, and I feel like here you program to not believe that you can do better. You can do better, but slightly better, you know. When you're looking for happiness, they start telling, which I don't agree that is these other people's shit. You went there and you learned that. Like when you tell them you want to do therapy, they're like, oh no, why are you why are you doing therapy? You know, that's just the type of culture that I'm living with right now. Right, right. I think, and so for yeah. a while, I used to feel like you can't talk that much because everything is going to be negative. But it took me seven years for me to realize and talk to other people and other people tell me how hard it was, you know, from expats, locals, you know. Like right now, there's a crisis going on and a lot of the young people are leaving, you know, they're leaving. And they always tell me like, well, I don't have a good job like you, so what am I really doing? But I've also seen people that had good jobs recently that are just leaving because they're like, this place is just not it's not it's not it's not good like it's just things are not good you know when you get arrested for no reason and i remember once many times i get arrested but i'm also to blame for it. a lot of the times i don't have papers i don't have my driver's license or whatever right. but i wouldn't but i would believe that it would give me a fine and i remember once he told me like okay so you're going to get the fine and i was like okay give me the fine then he was like yeah but i don't have papers to give you the fine i was like well let's go to the police station so that you can give me the fine we went to the that's when the rule that's when the government had decided that these fine things really needs to happen versus keeping your vehicle because that's what they want to do a lot of right, the time right, yeah. and i'm like but why because yeah. they're not able to track you i yeah. literally went to the police station first of all it takes him forever to ride down i don't understand why there's no investment in these infrastructures mm. he was driving an old tapping machine wow no computer adam in 2021 this wow. is last year wow wow i went wow. there and he gave me he gave me see people don't talk about it it looks good you know in the pictures right in these old school pictures or these current pictures that you know it, it looks good like we have old machines but that wastes your time when you gotta get back to work right and i remember this guy he typed something for a while and then as I was going to pay the fine, he was like, why don't you just pay the fine with my bank card? I was like, why would I pay the fine with your bank card? I'm going to pay with my bank. And he kept on telling me, are you sure you want to pay the fine? We're still close to the police station. You could really change your mind. Just like some day they had my friend. They had my friend arrested because mm. mm. he wasn't wearing a mask. Mm. They drove with him. They drove with him. They drove with him. And the whole time they told him, you know, you're going to have to pay a fine. Do you have money to pay this fine? My friend said, I have money to pay this fine. My friend told me he had time to waste that day. Mm. It was like, I'm going to play with you guys because I'm sick and tired of you right. know, how you guys abuse your power. Right. And they drove, they drove. That's what they do. They drive with you. They drive with you. Yeah. And then after a while, you have to just, you know, either pay them, you give them less. And what I tell them nowadays is like, well, if you take me to the police station, yeah, the money's going to be with your bus. Yes, they're going to charge me more, but I'm going to pay your bus and it won't give you anything. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and the salaries might be $50 a month or $100, you know. So, you, I know you need that money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I know you need that money. So, you know. Yeah. Like, just, let's make a deal. Be honest. Let's make a deal. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, and he works all the time, you know. You sound a lot like my friend who lives in Mexico, my friend Davin. 
he uh, he has to deal with this sort of interaction with police uh, a lot, not to the degree of you, but like this sort of bargaining for like getting out of like weird, it like made up infractions that they like threatened to take you to jail for. Yeah. Basically, it's basically like a bribe, but like you just have to know like what's going on. And it comes from just like having to, having it happen to you. Like there's like no rule book for it. Nobody tells you about it before you go to like these kinds of countries. Like literally uniformed police officers will come up and like extort money out of you. It's mm -hmm. fucking crazy. I, I, I can't, I mean, they do that here too, but I mean, it's more like, I guess in the South and stuff, but. I mean, it's not really I like... I used to call friends to help me, and then I just learned to do this myself, you know? I just yeah. learned to speak to them. Like, yeah. less recently, you know, there's a lot of tough, stuff being shared, but it's not being shared. And I feel like there's a lot of things going on in the world that you can focus on one issue only. But I remember there was a video circulating of youngsters, young people abroad that were talking about bad about the country <laughs> and this older man government person was telling them you know when you guys are abroad you can't talk shit about our country there's some stuff that don't get out because you know internet here is luxury there's mm -hmm. some stuff that don't get out so he was literally telling these kids to not spread it because then people are going to find out about what's happening with us and the young people obviously they want the world yeah. to know yeah. about what's going right. on with them because it affects them and they shared that video. And, yeah. and that person went again and was like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. Oh, what I sure, meant yeah. is sometimes you need to be less disrespectful. And, you know, and this is just her hypocrisy. And people will believe in that, you know. Like mm -hmm. here, I feel like hypocrisy is just what you have to be a hypocrite, you know. And that's just it. That's just the way it is. You have to be a hypocrite. And that's just how it works. And this has been one of my biggest struggles being here. It's just like I don't agree with it. I don't know to which extent you can be fake. I understand that you might have to lie sometimes, but when it becomes a regular thing where you've been lying to yourself, that becomes a problem to me, you know? Of course. Of course, man. Of course. Yeah. Nah, man. Um, I see your point. I mean, it's uh, it's just a totally different world than what Americans are used to or even hear about or understand. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. we're entering sort of situations that are sounding more and more similar like the third world but for a lot of us who traditionally grew up in you know middle to upper middle class situations like these could these are the kinds of things that you think only happen over there you know it's very easy for people to hear it feel sad about it dismiss it and say but that only happens over there and i think in these last just three or four years we're starting to see things that are happening that we could never imagine happening in this country. And I think it's starting to really wake people up to understanding that, you know, as authority starts to degrade and corrupt, you know, the levels of abuse that begin to become prevalent and um, just how powerless the individual is uh, if they're not aware of what to do in those situations. Uh, so I think, you know, it's, it's really, really, um, a, you know, not, not a scary time, but a revealing time about the, relationship between people and their governments you know wouldn't you say yeah things are scary here i don't think there was ever a relationship when you come here you complain they tell you like okay you're a rebel you lived abroad and that's why you know that i remember a friend of mine used to tell me like um yeah but john um um you don't really know what it's like to struggle here because your parents sent you to boarding school and all that. And I was like, but I saw, I go through the difficulties when my mom is not able to send me money because 
Western Union here has closed, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, and you don't know why. You know, a lot of decisions here are taken that don't doesn't make that didn't make sense. The clubs were open before the beach with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. So we don't think with our own head. We imitate a lot of the stuff that happened abroad, but it doesn't make sense. Every time people tell me that Angola is going through an economic boom and is this, is that, is that, and I always feel like, what about the other classes, the social classes? Yeah. Angola is evolving for people. Angola gives opportunity if you study abroad. What about the other classes that don't speak languages? Mm. What about the other classes that are not able to express themselves? I'm trying, I really wish, and I've give, I'll give my life for this place, you know. I really want to mm. help. And when I mm. came here, one of my goals was to teach languages because mm. I feel like being a Portuguese speaking nation really limits us mm. in terms of everything you know also mm. I'd like to open the minds to, to more to show the kids that there's way more in this world mm -hmm. so my mm. focus was on the generation that you can still save that's how I used to think and I remember I tried to do some charity at a hospital and when I got there I already knew there was a European charity and emphasis on that word that was mm. helping mm. but there were kids of from Europe that were helping and it was okay. Mm. That's what we used to see. Mm. When I went there, the guy was just making me go around and then one day he told me, you know, when there's good, there's bad. I don't know why you're helping these kids. I really don't know why you want to help us. Wow. It doesn't make sense. We don't usually do that. And that's why I was asking you for so many things, such as a letter. And now that I met you, I feel like it might be genuine, you know? And Ooh. I remember when I was helping, it's crazy that you want to thank you, but I feel like it's we're programmed to think like that. I did feel bad for that, and I feel bad talking about it. But I remember giving things to people and expecting them to be happier, and they were just not happy. Yeah. And I just felt like, okay, they're going through this bad situation. Why well, should I be happy? Yeah. But it was just different. We're not used to, you know, another thing that leads me mm -hmm. to talk about something else people feel entitled people yeah. ask you for things here people don't thank you for things but people ask you for things you know and yeah. you have to give them things people ask you literally like it's a thing here like hey but at the beginning i felt like okay maybe they feel like I have a good energy and i will say yes no what it is is people take advantage of each other so they test you and if you say yes once they will say yes all the time and then you realize like because at my work for example among these colleagues that talk shit about me and the main one that actually started all that, that things. Every Friday, he asked me for money for gas. Every Friday, every day, he asked me for money for lunch and all that. And, you know, there's a lot of bullying that goes in in Africa. And he usually says, like, well, you have no plan in life since you have no kids, you know. Mm. So you should have extra mm. money to give to me, you know. Wow. And wow. for a while, I used to give. I won't lie to you, Adam. But I felt like I was very insecure and I wanted to be loved by them and accepted. Wow. And, and then I realized after four years, five years, I was like, it would never happen. I'll never be accepted. Yeah. Even if I try mm. to change myself, it will never be full on. It will just be right. me right. slightly changing myself. And then I'll always come back to who I am. Uh, mm. And mm. so. You know, I used to help and I stopped helping. And when you stop helping, they, they tell you that, oh, but go fuck yourself, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, that's just the way it is here. And they're I realized you, yeah, that they're people, just using you. Yeah. People don't reflect. People don't reflect that you cannot help me today, but you will help me tomorrow, like all the times that you helped me previously. So mm. they tell you to go fuck off. And what I realized here also, people are so hypocrite with themselves that when they hurt you, they will still mm. call you, hey, what's up? But that's not the first, the first thing they're going to say. It's not, I'm sorry for what happened last time. You're supposed to forget. I feel like in the society that I am, at, right. at least, 
you're supposed to forget. Like, people will come back to you just casually. Like, I had someone that stole me, stole a perfume. It was this person that I was trying to help. And he, and, and he wanted me to, to help him. So I was like, hey, I'm, I struggle to find jobs. And this is true. You know, there's a difficulty here to find jobs. So he was like, can I please um, maybe take care of your plant and you could pay me? And I was like, yeah, sure. If you can do this, I don't have a problem with it. He came to my house and he stole a bottle of perfume that I had. And I asked him, hey, did you take the perfume from my apartment? He was like, yeah, I'm tired of not smelling good. I felt like I also needed a perfume. That's what he told me. And I'm like, you know, and I just got exhausted by this answer that I told him, hey, you can keep the perfume, but don't come back. I also had promised to him that I was going to get him other stuff, you know. And I remember him texting me back and be like, yeah, but what about the other stuff? I guess I still need to come, although it's not to give you back the perfume, but I still need to come like we plan to so that you can give me so you can help me with the other stuff. I was like, no, don't come back ever again. Yeah, yeah. And what I noticed and the difficulty that I had in being pissed at him or mad at him is I was mad, obviously, but I also realized that that's just the way it is here. Like people hurt each other and then go back to each other. Mm -hmm, You know, know, there's a lack of self-respect. Yes, yes, yeah. That's what it sounds like. Wow. Yeah, that is powerful. Um, Self-respect is not taught, and that's why I wanted to work with the kids. I want to do something. I want to move to the uh quiet room um at my local library so i'm gonna leave uh this um this part as part three and we're gonna just hold on damn i'm gonna get assassinated yeah court <laughs> what the fuck Thank <laughs> you.